Welcome to Circus Voices, brought to you by CircusTalk.com, the leading online career and casting marketplace for circus and performing arts, and an essential resource for circus and multidisciplinary artists and talent seekers. I am your host, Craig Kwok, and in this month's series, Portraits of Inclusion, we will be exploring some of the boundaries between who and what makes something circus in the face of the 21st century's rapidly changing social needs. In this week's episode, Territories of Circus Feminism, guest host Jael Rodriguez guides an international conversation between the voices of Latin American and European experiences of feminism within circus. Her guests include Yolande Summer of Germany, Consuelo Valandro of Brazil, Sara Simili of Switzerland, and Camila Lasada of Argentina. Please join us now as we begin to listen to their conversation and stay tuned after for more information about the podcast series itself and other Circus Talk promotions. Many thanks to everyone for being here, and now let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Territories of Circus Feminism. I am your host, Shael Rodriguez from Buenos Aires, Argentina. And in today's episode, I will be guiding an international conversation about circus perspectives of feminism across Latin America and Europe. I want to briefly introduce myself and then start by inviting on the panel of guests to do the same. As I mentioned, my name is Shael and I am from Buenos Aires but I have lived most of my adult life as a traveler and circus person. I concentrate my practice with the hula hoop and explore different ways to incorporate this object as a tool for community development and personal growth. I am, I am honored to be here with such a diverse group of speakers from around the world, and I thank them all for taking the time to join us. Our panel of guests today includes the voices of Consuelo Bachandro of Brazil, Yolanda Summer of Germany, Camila Lozada of Argentina, and Sara Simili from Switzerland. Hello to all of you and welcome to the show. We have so much to talk about today and I am really looking forward to this conversation. Is there anyone who would like to start by introducing themselves? Um, yeah, my name is Yolanda. I'm based in Cologne. It's in Western Germany. And yeah, in the preparation for the podcast, I really thought a lot about how I call myself. And I'm thinking of starting calling myself like a circus activist, because at the moment, um, all the work I do, and it's very different work, is political influenced and really feministic, in my opinion. And it doesn't matter if I'm on stage or if I'm behind the stage or if I'm teaching. So I'm really looking for a word which combines all these qualities. And yeah, as I said, like I'm, I'm on stage and performing as much, much as I'm teaching in workshops. And I'm quite new to the professional scene because I'm coming more from a child and youth circus background and then started just doing my own projects and yeah, 
after the pandemic, there was a big new possibilities to get funded in Germany. So it is a big rise for contemporary circus in Germany after that. So that made new doors open to, to work professionally. And at the moment, I'm really interested in the crash point between rehearsal everyday life or in a productive life and menstruating bodies. So I'm creating a show about this topic uh, with a lot of um, artists and also with my sports scientist background. I do a lot of research of how can we adapt yeah, this rehearsal everyday life with a lot of training and being on stage and stuff, also organizational stuff um, to menstruating bodies. So how can we create a sustainable a way of living in that area and yeah, teaching workshops for that and try to really heighten the awareness to the topic because it's, I think it's uh, horrible how less we know <laughs> and the loss, lots of people don't know about stuff like facts, how it influences our training and the body and I think also for social circus and for teaching, it's very expen uh, very important also for not menstruating people to know about the topic. Oh, yeah, so interesting. Thank you, Jolanda. Thank you so much. So to continue the presentation, maybe Consuelo, what about you? <laughs> Hi, girls. Um, I'm Consuelo Valandro. I'm from Brazil. Uh, I'm based in Porto Alegre, uh, which is in the extreme south of Brazil, near uh, Argentina and uh, Uruguay, mainly. Uh, so we're almost neighbors. Um, I'm really glad to be here. I'm here. Uh, I think I'm an activist as well, but uh, I've been going through the ways of uh, political uh, um, fight, I guess. Uh, I'm a, now. I am the president of the circus association of my state, and I have become uh, a president of the board of culture uh, of my state, and, and this is like one of the biggest representative institutions we have and it's part of the government and this institution which is called here in Brazil Conselho Estadual de Cultura it's 24 years old it, it was created in 1968 and since then they change uh, presidents every year and since, since its start, it has had only four women uh, as a president. So it means a lot, <laughs> mm -hmm. me being here. Uh, I think this is uh, what I have to say for this first presentation is that I fight for, uh, for us to, to be in these representative uh, places, fighting for uh, our uh, rights as artists and as women uh, that should be recognized. Thank you. Thank you so much, Consuelo. Uh, it's 
it's so important the, the work you are doing. <laughs> uh, so to continue, uh, Sara, do you want to talk about you? Yes. So hello. So my name is uh, Sara Simili and um, I come from Switzerland. Um, I am a circus artist and uh, like uh, Yolande, I do anything in circus, like I, I teach. Uh, I am not longer on stage, but I am writing and directing shows. Uh, I am also a programmer in a festival um, and uh, I do a lot of projects for social circus, but also with uh, youngsters. Um, we have several exchanges for uh, youngsters from different countries and we use a lot circus as a social tool to uh, develop um, equality and diversity. Um, so yes, as I said, I come from Switzerland and um, I am really active, but it is really new that I am calling myself an activist and feminist um, because from the beginning of my circus career, uh, I, I worked a lot to uh, to recognize circus in my country because uh, I don't know if you know the situation in in Switzerland, but we are not like France or Belgium and so on. But circus is not yet recognized by our country. So um, from the beginning, uh, like I was working in the Swiss Federation of Circus Schools, so active in. Uh, in uh, how to structure education uh, in circus in Switzerland. And then we created ProCirque, uh, dedicated to professional artists and how to work with politics, cultural politics and yes, and so on. And then I've, I've met feminism because um, during all my, my, my career, I, I met a lot of obstacles and barriers and I didn't know what, where it came from. Some, when I've met feminism, I, I, I've met a lot of uh, answers. Um, so I decided to combine actually um, circus and my feminism. And now I am actually doing a master in uh, gender studies in France. And I did a first uh, study on um, uh, the barriers in uh, female artists, uh, circus artists in Switzerland. Um, and now I am doing my master two and working on representat representation of gender on, on the scene. Uh, and also um, put all the feminism value in all the different social projects that I, that I run and how to, like the transmission is very important for me and uh, how you can involve youngsters in, uh, in the society through circus. So this is actually a, yes, a, a, a big deal for me. Um, yes, and uh, several other projects that I will probably talk about later in the different uh, question that uh, we are all having. <laughs> oh, cool, thank you. It's so inspired how you say, uh, how you describe the, the the environment because we are so far, but also we have many things in common. <laughs> so it's it's interesting to to listen and start to think that the different way to development the, the feminism and the circus. 
Thank you, Sara. Thank you so much. So, Cami, it's your turn. <laughs> Hello, hi, I'm so glad of being here also. Uh, well, my name is Camila Lozada. I'm from Buenos Aires, Argentina. I also am a circus activist, feminist activist. I have been a teacher when I was younger of adults and children. And I have been an, an artist, street artist also when I was younger, <laughs> before the pandemic, let's say. And I am an anthropologist also. I'm doing my PhD uh, focusing on gender and circus and Bali and how these relations changes with the feminist activism in Argentina. So I started this when uh, facts or, or things of gender violence started to appear in the circus scene in Buenos Aires and we started asking why it was happening, what was happening. We didn't understand it as gender violence by then. And I was finishing my career, my anthropologist career. So I said, I should research about this. And I said, I should be a feminist also. And then I, I incorporated to a collective that was born in that context that is called Hablemos de Violencia Sin Carpa, which means let's talk about violence without uh, without um, tent, yeah, the, the literal translation would be like that. And, and I am part of, since the beginning, Cirqueres Organizadas, which would be like organized circus women and dissident identities, um, which we fight uh, to, to, against what Consuelo was saying the barriers that the circus women had in our context. Thank you for the introductions and it is so nice to meet all of you. The topic of today's conversation is territories of circus feminism. And I want to start by taking a survey of what the social political climate of feminism and circus is like in each of our parts of the world. For example, here in Argentina, Cami and I work with a project that is called Cirqueres Organizades, which is a transfeminist organization that creates action protocols against violence in circus and acts to share these resources with the community. I would like to know more about each of your local scenes and what actionable movements are taking place around you. Sholande, can you, can you begin telling us what the circus feminist scene is like where you are? I, um, I think we're quite at the beginning um, because also like Sarah said in Germany is also the last years was more of fighting for uh, um, appearance of circus, like of con contemporary circus. Um, but last year was um we started a couple of friends of mine and i started uh, we founded uh an organization like an association it called initiative feministische circus um, oh, initiative feminism circus in english i think and it's 
totally in his her baby shoes. So we're starting by exchanging, um, yeah, what what is our feelings towards the scene, but it getting more and more. And uh, we were on, I think, of four fef festivals already, giving workshops and uh, have a round table um, to to start exchange. And to to start to talk with everybody in the scene, I think one reason why is it wasn't that focused before is that the associate like the Federal Association of Contemporary Circus in Germany is quite focused on equality. Um, so they are mainly women. <laughs> It's and they have by that they or not by that by. By yeah, by the fact it's I think there is a really nice working structure. They are like really um, nice to each other, and the structure is very without a hierarchy, like very friendly. And then, like it's I think it started with a research last year with a couple of friends of mine, how we were socialized in child and youth circus and how free or not free, we were to choose what you were going to want to do on stage. Um, so I think it's, it's a very strong start at the moment to, to change the scene. And also that one of no, two of the festivals in Germany, like the Circus Dance Festival and the Berlin Circus Festival, they're really working hard on the appearance of equality on stages of different bodies, of queer bodies, of black bodies. So they have it in mind and they're preparing uh, like concepts for safer spaces for the whole festival. And they're working on um, rules also behind the stage and they have awareness teams on the festival. So yeah, I think it's really a lot going on at the moment. But what I have to add is that it's really like we try, but it's at the moment, it's quite hard to connect the circus pedagogy scene and the professional scene in Germany. They are like really separated and to find the connection point seems for some people very obvious, <laughs> but for a lot of people, it's like two different worlds and they have nothing to do with it. And it's so strange because it's one scene, so and it really influences each other. So the persons who are in in the child circus, they are the artists from tomorrow. So it should be thinking together. But in Germany at the moment, it's really separated. Yeah, can someone else continue with that idea? It's an interesting topic what she mentioned. Maybe I can continue. Um, because I, I, I like to say that contemporary circus uh, in Switzerland came through uh, leisure circus schools uh, because we don't have professional schools in Switzerland. So actually all the youngsters that want to uh, do circus as a job, they have to go abroad uh, to France, to Belgium, to Canada. Um, so this is why also uh, it is very slow, the recognition of circus in Switzerland, because all the artists, they go abroad, they do the education and then they stay 
uh, in the country where they where they did the uh, circus schools. Um, so actually, the the contemporary circus come really from leisure schools, and then now from ten years a little bit more, artists start to come back uh, to Switzerland and try to really. Um, uh, work in a theater or uh, uh, try to have uh, grants from uh, cultural politics and so on. Uh, so um, it's I don't know if it's uh, separated, uh, but but contemporary circus has to say thank you for le to leisure schools. So it is the hierarchy is a little bit different. Um, but, uh, still it, so this recognition of circus come from the leisure, uh, schools. Um, and now with all those artists coming back, we are starting to meet, to discuss, uh, first how to recognize our field, uh, but also to discuss about other issues like, uh, the place of, uh, female artists in our field because we are in this society and this society uh, now feminism is really taking part of it and and we start to talk and, and, and it's improving and also in circus. So when talking about uh, what happened now in Switzerland uh, concerning uh, feminist circus, um, in 2019, uh, we start to have a group of artists meeting and discussing about the obstacles of uh, for our career. And um, now we have a group uh, and we called uh, Réseau Féministe Circassienne in, in French. Um, and we are uh, 15 artists coming from French part, but also German part. And we are uh, waiting for Italian part too, but... This is another issue that we have in Switzerland that we have four languages and it's four different cultures. So to put everybody together, it's kind of sometimes it's hard, um, but we we did it with the, our group. We have uh, from German and French parts and the objective of our platform uh, is exchanging and um, uh, work on empowerment of uh, women. Uh, we discuss also a lot about sexist and sexual violence in circus. Um, and uh, we organize between twice and three times per week, per, per year, sorry, uh, uh, what we call chantier féministe. Uh, we can say in English, feminist construction sites, <laughs> uh, which uh, are thematic weekends dedicated to feminist issues. Um, and we uh, we built new methodologies, empowerment exercises, and so on. Uh, but concerning transmission, so teaching, but also how we we work in our companies, but also uh, in um, between programmer and artist or directors. So we're trying to think large uh, and um, and to speak about these issues to all the different chain uh, of circus. Because uh, every member of the group uh, is director, teacher, uh, students. So we have like several hats. So we talk about, like we try to stay large. 
Um, and what we also try is to be related to other group uh, that also um, has the same values. So we are linked with uh, Letonas, which is a feminism group, circus group from uh, France. Uh, but also uh, in Switzerland with other group of, uh, for example, female acts, which is uh, actors, female actors that has also uh, a group of feminists. And we try to work together because uh, circus is not really different than the other sectors. So we have to link to other and, and keep going together. Um, and the like the big news from uh, from these uh, past weeks is that we starting a new international collaboration to work on transition t- transmission and how we transmit circus through uh, our feminism glasses so this is where we are more or less maybe about the relationships between the pedagogy and the circus artist scene, uh, I would like to to bring a historical fact of Argentina. Uh, our history here is kind of uh, na- nice, I think, because circus pe- uh, schools started from circus, uh, traditional circus. It, there were uh, a group of two, two, two brothers, Uh, the Videla brothers, Jorge and Oscar, that were from a family of circus, Circo Criollo is called, because it has a part of theater and a part of uh, circus uh, practice, more body practice. And they saw that in that context, by the 70s, circus artists from families were uh, migrating to other countries because they, they didn't have here the same salaries, because economic reasons, the families were um, broken. So they started, um, they said it, it, it cannot happen, no longer happen this, this situation. And they founded the first school that was called uh, Circo Criollo School in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And that was how uh, young people uh, that were not from family circus started practicing this uh, art and they wanted to 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 give a a whole vision of circus they wanted to 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 work on the artist scene they wanted to work on the body scene they wanted a train but also an artistic train uh, a body train an artistic training so uh, we started like having all together and then uh, the, and then it it began to separate it in two different worlds. Also, we have two universities that are free and public with the career of circus. So the professional artist can study for free in Argentina, Buenos Aires, uh, circus. The university that is called Universidad de 3 de Febrero y la Universidad Nacional de San Martín. But I think that we still have a lot of... Uh, big path to to walk on right on that so uh, it's, uh i guess if you imagine how it is a hard challenge to talk about brazilian scene since brazil has 
8.5 million square kilometers. It's like a, a continental country, as we call it here. Um, what I may say is that uh, I study a little bit of uh, traditional circles. I work uh, for these policies. So uh, one of the policies I, I'm really fighting for is the um, uh, declaration of circles, traditional circles as a national inheritance um, since uh, UNESCO is trying to do this as a universal inheritance as well, right? So uh, what, I'm, what I can tell you from this point of view, traditional circles, uh, we have something very interesting, which is uh, their families. Yeah, we know that generally they, they are family-centered. And I see that uh, some circuses, uh, they, they have uh, women commanding them internally. But uh, when it comes to external relations, like uh, with the government or with uh, enterprises or something like this, they have a man. That generally wife and husband and the husband is the person who represents the circus uh, externally, but internally who commands and coordinates everything is the, the wife. That's bizarre, but it, that's something that happens. And um, what I see is that uh, circus in comparison to other arts, because I work with cultural policies, I see the circus is a little bit better, if it's possible to say that, because it doesn't have so many gender problems uh, as concerned to roles and uh, kinds of uh, shows and uh, uh, I guess uh, the will of women is respected to what they want to do and they want to present, they may show. What I see is that we have some prejudices against uh, non-normative bodies, for example. This is something that women should be beautiful. And what is beautiful? Well, that's a great question, but they should have this normative body, which is slim and curves, some curves and then sensual and their uh, costumes should be adapted to this kind of uh, sensual, but uh, at the same time, something angelical, you know, yeah, that's a bizarre thing, but that's but all these uh, prejudices uh, and these ideas that we have for a, a female body. Besides this, I also see see something connected to one specific role, which is uh, the, the, the point that I will talk about now, which is the clown. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> sincerely, I don't know why, but uh, the clown historically was only the men. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, generically uh, spread the tradition, but in Brazil, this, this was a tradition. So even when uh, they were playing female roles, these clowns were men dressed as women. And uh, it is still a big 
fight for women to be recognized as clowns here in Brazil. So uh, we have some movements, very beautiful movements connected to this female clown and uh, female clown studies uh, because this is being built and the, in, then in my state there is a festival which was created during the pandemics which is called Festival das Palhaças do Sul which is a, a female clown uh, from the south uh, gathering together to make a, a study and uh, exchanges about their techniques on the, the ways of being a clown, which is not the same as men's clowns. Uh, they say this, and I, I found very interesting because I, I went uh, to the last show they, they had performed here, and I felt a difference. Uh, it is a different humor. It's more delicate. It's more sensitive because I, I don't know if you have this also in in your countries but the clowns are very connected to something that is actual uh, current necessity which is discussing about what is politically correct what you can make uh, fun of and what you can't make fun of because it's not funny at all. It shouldn't be funny, at least. And then uh, connected to this, I could see in their show something, a, a really different way of humor because it's not a humor that makes fun of people, uh, for example, gays or, uh, or uh, old people or even women as traditional clowns generally they, they make a lot of sexually connected uh, jokes to women or uh, or to gay people for example and uh, in this show made from women it was completely led to another track a track of uh, making fun of yourself but uh, very softly nothing like uh, I'm terrible, I should make fun of myself because I'm horrible. Uh, but just making fun of small details of yourself or, or uh, habits or even something that is connected to um, a lyrical uh, vision of the clown and not something that is supposed to be very, very funny. So I would say uh, we have this as a global and very small uh, point of view, because as I say, Brazil is gigantic. We have a lot of movements I see uh, of women working in circles and trying to get together in other states of Brazil. I'm in the South. And here in the South, what I see is strongly working uh, for a feminist way, that's Festival das Palhaças do Sul. But we have other movements. We have movements as well, uh, which is, uh, I find beautiful about uh, LGBTQ uh, circles as well. Here in Rio Grande do Sul, we have only one drag queen aerialist, but uh, that's uh, 
very, very small representation. I think we should work more on that. Wow, so, so interesting, so much information I am processing and writing at the same time. But this made me re um, uh, make a reflection about uh, uh, about the clown, no? the, the power of the clown, <laughs> the, um, the position of power too. No? Um, I think the clowns that hit each other, but also the clown have the ability to communicate in a different way. And um, um, this made me think also in, in the art, like the the um, the platform, no, the the space for the art is not to create artists, but is to to open consciousness, no. So, <laughs> I this was my reflection when I listened. Uh, I would like to say something about clown women. Uh, I think that Argentina scene is really similar to what Consuelo was saying, and it's really hard for clown women in Argentina to be recognized as clown women. Uh, I think maybe it has an inheritance of the traditional circus and all the, the thing that it, there, were, there were always men, uh, clown men, but also there is like a, a, something of the common sense that I hear a lot in circus artists, that women of maybe gener older generations of circus artists, now young women generation, mostly women and dissidents are, are making the changes, right? But they say that women are, are not naturally funny, are not the naturally uh, persons that can make people laugh. So that's, what, that's a male characteristic also biologicist <laughs> and uh, binary, you know, we know where this come from, but the, the, it's kind of uh, spread in our society, not just in circus, in our society in general. So, of course, men are the clowns <laughs> because men, uh, women are not funny at all. So this is a difficulty to, to go through. And, and also the fact that clown in Argentina is a street clown most of the times, a lot of times, and the street is also a masculine place. So take place in the street to, to, to win the scene on the street is difficult because you have to go through all uh, what that means. Um, so I would like to name some of our uh, clowns in Buenos Aires to, to make visible the, their stories because they exist. And we in Buenos Aires, people know maybe the the, the male clowns, the, the man clowns, but the women are fighting there and they existed, always have existed, but we don't have a, a, a history written about them. We, we, we don't have, they are like silent, silent sorry. Um, so I would like to bring some of them. There is a Lucrecia Vicenza, that is a woman a clown a street artist she she started working on the street in a in a neighborhood of buenos aires that is not the capital of buenos aires and it was a really complicated uh, economic um, and social complicated sector with 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 some problems there and she started working on on a park that nobody went on that everybody go there to get high it was nobody wants to go wanted to go through that and she said 
uh, circus must be there. And she started by herself uh, acting there every Sunday since, I, I don't know if it's 10 years or 12 years ago. Every Sunday she, she goes there and she acts. And now the whole uh, neighborhood changed it a lot. It's amazing what she did. Uh, um, we have Violeta Torbellino, Señorita, por favor, uh, she is Marcela Flores. She started, they started in the 90s uh, with all these first art, artists, uh, street art people that uh, were, were appearing on the scene after the dictatorship of Argentina. Uh, they were there also, but they are not uh, recognized sometimes. So I, I, I wanted to, to highlight on these experiences. We have a lot of uh, more uh, clowns, women clowns, but. Cool, thank you. Also, Marga Peloso too. <laughs> Hybrid, no? Because it's between theater and circus, but now they work in varietés or this is, is the, they seem the, the arena or how you say the the circus place too. They they are working in tents. They are also the presentators no? the, who guide the show. So it's an important place. Thank you. Thank you, Kami. Uh, Sara? Yes, I, I, I just wanted to add that I was totally uh, agree with the Camila who named actually uh, artist, and I think it is very important. Um, and so I, I would like to add uh, um, Z César, uh, who is a, a Canadian, uh, and uh, he wrote a book actually and a female clown and are female clown politically incorrect so uh, he did a big work so i wanted to add also uh his name on uh, on the panel nice thank you i want the link of that that book <laughs> thank you it is great to hear about all of these different movements taking place around the circus world Something else that interests me in this process of shifting cultural perspective through art form are the various methods of organizational and resource management tools that different communities are able to use to achieve their goals. For example, here in Latin America, we observe a lot of horizontal organization within the structure of different social movements. Something that I want to ask is what are the group's feelings about the importance of organization uh, in determining of the, the success of social movements? And what are the tools or methods you would suggest for someone to improve the quality of their activism? What I experienced by the last one and a half year where we were founding now this new association was that the first thing was to create a collective feeling by sharing different experience and to get rid of the feeling like it's just me, uh, to get a feeling of, oh, wow, it's also you and it's you and it's you and it's you and all we share this experience and as, as by this feeling and getting an, a huge empowerment to, to stand up and speak because it's not just about me and it especially as a socialized woman, it's really hard to, if it just, if it just would be me, so it would be double hard to, to stand up. 
And if I, if I know it's okay, it's a lot, but a lot of people, it's getting not simple, but a little bit more simple <laughs> to, to, yeah, to speak up. So I think one of the first thing we started with was exchange experience and find common experience and then start little movements um, because we all have different starting points, which are like closest to our experience. And I think it's in a feminist movement, it's good to start where we are. So for me, this was, for example, was this research because it was really linked to my study degree before with the menstruating bodies. So it's really easy to put a lot of effort in it because I'm really interested in it. And other people has like a different starting point. For example, like juggler, they like, they love juggle. So it's more easy to put a lot of effort into the juggling scene. So I think it's good to put the energy where it's like n not needed the most, but it's like could flourish the most. So, um, yeah, to really good, have a good communication in every association who is able to do what not because we all do it like at the moment for f not for free but we don't earn money with it most of the times so um i think it's important to get not in the mood of okay it has to do a lot of work and get forced and forced and forced because then we will be exhausted very soon so it's good to yeah handle the energy quite good um yeah this i think and one of the tools i was thinking of in the preparation was that we started to thinking about a manifestum which companies and um houses and festivals can sign so that also this feeling of togetherness could arise and that I maybe, when I know I want to sh show my, or present my show at one house, and I know they already signed this manifestum, I can feel a little bit more safe because I know they have, they're aware of, uh, I don't know, patriarchal um, structures and in, in their, um, yeah, because I, I think for me, what is really important is that we never will be free of this socialization and we all will be in it forever. But if I have, if I know a person decided to work on getting out of it, it's so much easier to trust the person. Um, so for me, this is one tool which could be like very useful to get on a common level. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good. The, the advice is, I, I think that people will, will appreciate a lot. Thank you. Sara? Yes, I can continue because I think some of what I thought is uh, the continuing of, uh, of your loan. Uh, so if I, uh, if I speak from my personal experience, uh, I will say that being related to a network of uh, female artists is really helpful. Uh, it allows you not to be alone anymore. Um, and um, as a lot of women, I have uh, legitimacy issues. 
So the fact that I can actually expose my questions, my problems, uh, my feelings, like uh, I am right to be angry about that or to be concerned about this. So to expose it to to people that are sharing the same preoccupation that I have, um, that are really willing to supporting me with that judgment. So it gives me lots of confidence. Uh, and being an activist is often harsh and painful. So you, you cannot do it by yourself. And you need to, to have support, as much as support as possible. So... Yes, being surrounded by my colleagues is precious and uh, that definitely improved the quality of my activism. It allows me to be grounded and stronger. Uh, it also allows me to re-questioning my convictions and my positions always um, and to keep me away from locking myself in, into a absolute truth and uh, yes, constantly questioning myself. And now in a more general point of view, uh, I think the fact that we created this network allows us to be more active. I mean, concretely active. Um, the different meetings that we organize give us concrete tool to keep going. Uh, we share good practice. We exchange about real life situations and we try to find together how to react to them. We set up protocol and, as you say, manifesto, and we try to build resources. Uh, we also try to find people with expertise and competencies that we don't have to help us to, to work on specific subjects and, and so on. Um, and also, um, as we are uh, different uh, people from the field uh, with different competencies and roles. Um, we, we talk a lot about how to improve visibility of female artists' work. Uh, we are some programmers and directors of institutions or festivals in the group. So we, are, we try to share our tools to develop equality and diversity uh, in our structure. Uh, like we are, for example, talking about shows that we've seen or artists that we've met that touched us and maybe it is not uh, in the halt pipe uh, of circus but uh, as women are not so visible uh, it is kind of hard to find where they are so we, we, we take the um, yes the, the the goal to really talk about as much as female artists as possible in between us to yes to make it visible so that's interesting to to listen about uh, these uh, points that uh, i think um, european scene uh, is a little forward in this in the sense i don't know if it's like this in the rest of uh, latin america but i feel that uh, Circus in itself, circus artists, they have difficulty, they find difficulty in gathering for any reason, because they are generally here, they are individuals or small uh, or uh, couples or uh, small groups like three or four, and they work individually on the streets or uh, in, inside their families in the traditional circus and for these reasons 
it has been very hard for us to join them for any collective fight. It's really difficult for us to, to, to get them uh, involved and engaged in a movement for collective uh, fights because they are, uh, how can I say that? Maybe like outsiders, they work completely apart from the system. Uh, sometimes they don't even have uh, like documents or companies officially and they work like on the street for money so they don't care much about this uh, they, they don't feel like uh, it has a reason a real reason to be involved in political movements or something like this and uh, at the same time we have some individual uh, artists female artists who feel like this, who feel alone. So what we have been trying to do here is to try to put a bit of consciousness on uh, collective causes, like we need to be together to fight for the circus rights, for the circus visibility. Uh, we are still fighting for this here in Brazil. And also, inside these groups, we are starting to have this uh, method of bringing them specific causes, like all oh, feminist causes, like visibility of female artists, or LGBTQ, or something like this, or uh, also Black, here in Brazil, uh, in the south of Brazil, because we have, I don't know if you know, but we have a, a very strong European colonization in the south of Brazil. We have Italian colonies, German colonies, uh, traditional colonies who still speak uh, old uh, mood Italian and old mood uh, German. And uh, linguists come here to study. So they have, a, very strong tradition and on the other way we have some uh, strong uh, racism also happening here so all of these subjects are part of uh, discussions we have in our association for example but i think this is all really at the brand start brand new start you know it's really beginning People here are not uh, starting something old. I mean, are, are not uh, from long time working on this. And now we're starting to discuss uh, how we can make uh, visible these women. And I think something that is very nice when you have an association or a horizontal group of any kind is of course making manifestum as it was said but also trying to bring these discussions to the curators of big festivals and big events because that, that's the point when we talk among ourselves then we we are in what we call the bubble and then we can't reach the guys who decide, the girls who decide the things and make things visible. 
So uh, we try to do that here. We try to reach the big festivals, big circus festivals mainly, and discuss these points like, oh, what do you think about trying to call more women? What is your proportion of women and men in, in your festival? If you have more artists who are male artists, maybe you should try to find women artists as well. And uh, that's the point. We go through uh, manifestums, sometimes we send letters, sometimes we go to the person if we have the possibility straight the person who decides this curator and we talk about these subjects this is uh, what we can uh, i think this is important we must build this collective feeling as it was mentioned but also we have to reach the people who have the power to decide who will be in the biggest scene trying to, to then bring more women to this scene. And uh, for this reason, uh, Festival Internacional de Circo, which is made in Sao Paulo, is a very nice example because it has developed a very interesting uh, way of dealing with these uh, policies, which is uh, they, they have the festival and they have a specific night for black artists, specific night for LGBTQ artists, and they have a specific night for women artists. So uh, this is something that I think it's very, very nice because it's the biggest festival we have in Brazil for contemporary circus. And uh, we have all this variety of uh, different uh, social problems discussed through circles. And uh, I think this is a way we, we could also use in, in more places. Thank you very much, Consuelo. Cami, do you want to add something else? Yeah, I think that we have the same difficulty here in Argentina to gather. It's really hard because a lot of people work on their own. Uh, without a company, without a salary, so they have to work, right? And they don't have time to gather. But we have two events that gathered us in the present and be, since uh, recent years, that is the fight, the struggle for the national circus law in Argentina to, to give a legal frame to the circus artists and... and and to protect the circus here, we don't have a law. Uh, and also the feminist uh, struggle gathered us in, uh, I think 2017, maybe we started to, to have meetings and to develop, to, to ask about what uh, Jolanda was saying. Is, is that my story? Is that uh, everybody's uh, women's story in circus? We started to recognize each, each other in, in, in our uh, may, uh, in our colleagues, female colleagues. And we, we developed some uh, resources to, to fight from circus feminist activism that were workshops, gender and circus and gender violence workshops, and a protocol against uh, viol gender violence in circus. 
we started uh, seeing uh, from Cirqueres Organizades giving that workshops on Circa's uh, big meetings, on Circa's schools, uh, at universities, sometimes they called us. But I think, uh, regarding to Consuelo said, some festivals, for example, took that in a really productive uh, way. Um, to the, we, I, I remember a meeting in Rosario, we, we took like two, five hours, every, every, everybody was there discussing, we, we were guiding the conversation, but we were all discussing that. Uh, also, they, they have that questions regarding to the scene of the, of the festival. But sometimes it happened like what I call a pink washing, <laughs> that it has to be there. The, the gender topic has to be there because now if, it, if it's not there, it's not okay for the society. So they, they, sometimes we, we find out that we have, a, I don't know, a, a sh very short time to expose our ideas or to give the workshop and it's not productive at all. We cannot make anything about uh, in that short time, so it's like a, a in the in the middle of uh, the transformation and the resistance of that transformation because we you have to take it now now you cannot say okay gender topic cannot be here because it's not it doesn't sound good in our society at least here in Buenos Aires so we take it but sometimes it's taken in a in a good way and and uh, we can participate actively there. And sometimes it's just uh, about having that topic there and it's m more difficult. So I think it's a fight that we still are on, in there, right? Thank you very much, Kami. Uh, so I think we, we talk about the, the importance of creating a space to discuss the needs and the issues of the community to make our work and the form we use uh, visible, right? Um, I think this is the beginning of many changes. And now that we are talking about changes, I am going to ask uh, the, next, the next question. Social circles is a relatively new form of practice that applies the idea of using circles as a form of intervention and transformation. How do you feel this growth has impacted movement of feminism within circles? And what role do you think that we have to play in this transformation? That's, whoa, <laughs> mind-blowing <laughs> question. Um, I work, uh, I have worked uh, with social circles for seven years with inclusion uh, of people, uh, mainly with uh, brain disability. But uh, for feminists, I, I think uh, in Brazil, we could work a lot more than we are indeed working uh, currently. I think uh, social circles has power that many people don't know yet. We, we must work on uh, this. Uh, real... Real yeah, I want to ask something else. Like also, many people make and they don't use this name, no? Like social circles. <laughs> Perfect. That's it. Uh, we, we should try to at first make society understand the power of circles of transforming people's lives. 
in general. Here uh, in Brazil, we have a lot of social works on this with uh, people uh, who are involved with drugs or people who are involved with a traffic, uh, uh, but drug traffic, but not, not exactly with, um, with this way of empowering women. We have some uh, spots, I mean, missing, uh, small groups that I see that work, uh, two or three girls who work on this, uh, for example, hula hoop, which is a movement that is really, I think it's connected to feminism because of a lot of symbols and the, the practice itself, which is, uh, brings a lot of uh, female aspects into, into uh, their bodies. I think uh, women like it. But I don't see it, it is still used uh, for uh, non-governmental entities, for example, for specific public, but uh, uh, for example, women who suffer from violence, domestic violence. And I think it could help and it really has the power to help, but I don't see it still being used, maybe. If I would say something, I would say that uh, we should try to uh, start uh, planting the seeds that uh, maybe later will become uh, the, the social circles for feminist uh, causes, which is very important, but I think it's not, it's still not very uh, understood and uh, known by society. I think this question is really hard to answer because from my experience in Germany, like I really started early to teach, like I was 16, I do all the appreciationship very young and then started to work. And I, from my point of view to, from today, circus pedagogy and social circus are two things for me in Germany because um, I started with circus pedagogy and if I look at that part in Germany, I think they really see the topic too one-dimensional because there are a lot of projects to, for example, doing project with person with disabilities and from professional point of view, it often the won't take serious because it's like just playing around with circus material. So it's not really connected to each other. But then I, I made a social circus uh, weekend and there was like presented a completely different ideas for more what you said, like use circus really like a transformation. And I also agree with Consuela, it's like a huge potential. But um, for me, the feminist movement in Germany has to really look at social circus organizations and really ask them like about the basic structure because at the moment it's i think it's a little bit on the upper layer and not like on the basic like if i if we if we talk about for about power like i never was asked about power structures while teaching while my whole life and now from a feminist point of view i think it's a it's a really important 
point of thinking how hierarchy I work and how do I use my power, how do I want to create power structures with children and how do I can how can I teach them that I'm as a teacher necessarily not more important just because I'm a teacher. So I think yeah, we really have to get to the social sector in Germany and yeah, work together because at the moment it's more yeah, the all this binarity is also still there like on girls doing trapeze and boys doing um Diablo and they never question for example these role models it's just they don't focus they just focus on for example disability um so as we start to say uh before i i don't really know um what we call social circus uh for me uh social is a uh, natural in circus. I mean, when I am teach, I do social. When I uh, work with my artists, I do social. And uh, so for me, it's uh, like circus is social. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, I believe uh, in, in circus values and what a wonderful tool it is uh, for social inter interven intervention and transformation. Um, but we tend to believe that circus would be more open, more progressive, a world free of violence, domination and sexism that runs through all other social spaces. But circus actually is not an exception and uh, it does not escape social construction, stereotypes, representations and sexism. So for a few years now, the voice of professionals of the field, such as Hashtag Balance Ton Cirque, and also researchers uh, such as Marion Guyez or Alison Funk or Mine Cordier are pointing actually that there is failures in our field and, and are trying to raise awareness. So I think this negative constant is for sure extremely difficult to admit for our sector that defends values such as equality, diversity, mutual aid and trust. But Uh, as all our society, it is time also for circus to analyze itself and improve, to keep going with, um, I didn't find the ex exact word in, in, in English for bienveillance, uh, maybe it's benevolence, kindness, care, oh, I, I, I don't know if you have this, this word, this uh, term in, in English, but if we want to continue to, to, to be so... Uh, amazed by this tool, we, we have to take care of, of circus and the values and, and how we transmit and how we analyze ourselves, questioning ourselves uh, as, as all the other sectors of the society. That's, that's my point of view. Yeah, I think you, you, we, we cannot divide the social work of the circus. It is something intrinsic. <laughs> Kami, you want to add something of, to this question? No, I think the the things that they say were great. I agree with all of them. <laughs> yeah, they already said everything. Yeah, 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 they took the words right out of your mouth. <laughs> well, it has been such a great conversation so far. 
And I would like to conclude the podcast by asking everyone one last question about the future. Not very long ago, I was attending a manifestation in the center of Buenos Aires for the celebration of the woman's rights to have an abortion in Argentina. During the experience, I noticed someone holding a poster that say, the circus will be feminist or it will not be. How do you feel about this statement? And what are your thoughts about the future of feminism in circles? Well, I would love that all the circles would be feminist, but I, I, I find it really hard to see it right now in the, in the near future. Uh, but uh, what I think is that I, I think that the circles should be more equal and feminist is going through that uh, path but feminist in an intersectional way without forgetting the racism that we have in our societies the classism that we have in our societies also uh, sexual and gender uh, diversity of course but um, I think that what we have here, at least in Argentina, with the Nuna Menos movement, that is a movement against femicides that started in 2015. Everybody went on the street, a lot of people. It, we, we didn't see anything like this before. It was huge. And it started going into the circus because we were there and then we were uh, training in our circus schools and we were sharing with our uh, partners how we started questioning the circus. I think that from there we we are starting a change. We are trying really hard to 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 find new ways, new ways of making people laugh, new ways of being seen, new ways of organizing ourselves, uh, more horizontal ways, more equal ways, including men, of course, uh, because they, they are here with us. <laughs> But uh, I think that I would love circus, uh, all circus uh, would be feminist in the future. I don't know what will happen, but I think that we are uh, going through that. <laughs> okay, so um, for me, it depends on what we put behind the term feminism. Uh, if uh, feminism in circus means create a circus without discrimination, without violence, without misogyny, without racism, etc. Yes, of course, I am totally in. And I hope it won't be only for circus, but uh, also in the entire society. Um, but for that, we still have a way to go, I think. And uh, I have the feeling that We all now know the situation. We have identified the barriers that women have in their career and so on. Uh, but we need to find concrete action in, in the different areas where changes are possible. Um, for example, how to better encourage girls or to improve their access to professionalization, to work on representation of gender on stage, uh, prevent sexist and sexual violence, uh, uh, and so on, maybe establish mentorship, uh, etc. Uh, and I think it, it is important that each level in the chain take responsibility and set up concrete actions. Uh, however, the benefits of these initiatives 
represent challenges for both the sector of circus and also for our society. And I don't know uh, if circus can change the world, but I think that we must let the, the artist think so, uh, because it is with uh, the hope, the passion, the passion and the dream that we will continue to question ourselves, to research, to propose, to try um, and so on for, yes, to, to improve circus and to improve society. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm so touched, Sarah, because I, I would use your words and say that uh, circus is inside society and then it cannot be anything other than what society is uh, because it's inserted in it and it's part of it and it reflects it. Of course, we we would love to say that either society is feminist in the sense of equality, either it's not society, but I think it's a long way we have to walk through until we get to this point. So uh, what I may say is that uh, we have we we have reached to a point we we can already be proud of some movements inside circles which are feminists and very important to to engage other people who are not uh, connected straightly to circles, but uh, that's the power of influence that art has. And as you said, I think uh, we should uh, always, always believe in our dreams as uh, artists. We have this possibility to dream about a society for the future which is better than today. And uh, this is part, I believe, of our role even we must do this and we must provoke through humor when we are clowns or through any other aesthetic choices that make people think to to try to to plant the seeds of a future society which has equality yeah i i would just add like Unfortunately, circus will be also if it won't be feminist. But what I can tell is that my circus or our circus won't be if it's not feminist. So for me, circus is a practice of freedom and feminism is also a practice of freedom. And this is the meeting point for me for this both because both is my way to fight what I want to change and using my language to, and this is circus for me, is uh, the way to speak up. So, and I think what is really important is that we all have to get out a little bit out of the ego and perform and teach like we already would live in a different world so that we really believe that it's possible. Yeah, my reflection about this uh, last one topic is the circus is a play where we can be wherever we want to be, right? And I think part of our job is create a good environment to continue having this experience and also the, the new people who is coming, who is 
taking part of the, the circus, uh, they can feel this freedom and they can be whatever they they want. So uh, it's important to have this kind of conversation where we figure out not all is rose, not all is perfect, not all is working well. Uh, we need to put the, the topics on the table and make, make the, the change, make the, the things happen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really grateful for, for this experience, uh, to have the opportunity to, to have this conversation with you, to be part. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so grateful. <laughs> Thanks again to guest host Jael Rodriguez for organizing this panel discussion and to the voices who joined her, Yolanda Summer, Consuelo Valandro, Sarah Simile, and Camila Lasada for sharing in this conversation. Please stay tuned for our next episode, Social Circus Stars, where we present a selection of six circus stories from local community leaders from around the world. Journey with us to the United States, Poland, Chile, Australia, Colombia, and the United Kingdom as we take a look at the people who are pioneering and creating new forms of social circus practice today. If you do not already have a Circus Talk profile, I invite you to create one. If you are a talent, take advantage of the newest profile fields that make you stand out in talent searches. And if you are a talent seeker, do not miss out on accessing over 30,000 talent profiles from 193 countries. Circus Talk has a special offer for Circus Voices listeners. Receive 15% off your annual membership by using the code CircusVoices2022. Our podcast design was created by Emily Holt and music was composed by Book Kenninson. You can follow the Circus Voices podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Today's episode is also available on circustalk.com.